listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. Father Jamin's in Ireland, so I wore green. Just joking. It's an ordinary time. Um, the first readings from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, I know their works and their thoughts. And I come to gather the nations of every language. They shall come and see my glory. You know, people think that it's only in the New Testament that God was revealing to us that the, the truth, the, the, his relationship with us, the church was for everybody. But it was actually found in the Old Testament, too, here in Isaiah. Not a lot of people believed it. But God, through the prophet Isaiah, said, I'm going to come and gather the nations of every language. The truth, the church, the ecclesia is not for just one type of person. It's for all people. It's the beginning of the mass. I pointed that out, right? Our beauty as a church is in our unity, but it's in our diversity, too. So we don't all look alike. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. The early church got this. They didn't just stay in Jerusalem. They went to the whole world as far as they could go. You know, Thomas, the doubting Thomas. He went to India, South India. That's where he was martyred. James went to Spain and Andrew went to the east, kind of Turkey area. I think he might have been martyred in what's now Istanbul, maybe. Not exactly sure. But they went everywhere. Because the gospel is not just for one person. And yet it draws all people into unity. That's the beauty of it. You can go anywhere in the world and go to mass. And while it might look different in its diversity, maybe some of the music, some of the artwork, essentially it would be the same. It's so cool. Try that. The next time you go visiting somewhere, always go into the church, wherever you go. And see the beauty of the diversity and the unity of the church. You know, but what makes the Catholic faith so beautiful, this diversity, is also what makes our country beautiful. It really is. It's hard to see sometimes when we're, um, when we might live in like a monocultural kind of place. I know growing up, I didn't see a lot of differences in people. I didn't, I didn't. I I was a little kid. I didn't travel much. And everyone I knew, everyone in my family looked like me and talked like me. But as I grew older, I saw the beauty in all these different people and different cultures, even different languages. And it, it adds to the particular genius of our country, this diversity. Really, our country is based on this diversity. And yet there's so much confusion and anger Varying opinions on the topic of immigration. You know, just scroll, scroll your Twitter. Scroll your Twitter. And you'll see it. Look on Facebook. Turn on Fox. Turn on CNN. Have one over here and one over here. And it's just going to be anger and different size, name calling. You know, the church can speak to the issue of immigration. So the church will. And so I'm going to talk about the church's perspective of immigration. I waited till Father got to Ireland to tell him that I was speaking on immigration this weekend. He said, I'm turning off my phone. <laughs> he knew you. He knows y'all. 
He knows y'all probably text him like, Father Brad's going crazy. No, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to get into the details of the policies, right? We can't do that. The church doesn't do that. In fact, that's, that's y'all. Like the, it's not the priest's job. It's y'all's job. Y'all's job is to be politicians, to be lawyers, to be doctors, to be people in the workplace, to, to bring the faith. What I'm going to say here, the morality, the principle, and y'all go make it practical, okay? That's y'all's job. Here's the Catechism of the Catholic Church. 2241. The more prosperous nations are obliged, obliged, it's a word, to the extent they are able to welcome the foreigner in search of security and the means of livelihood which he cannot find in his country of origin. Public authorities should see to it that the natural right is respected that places a guest under the protection of those who receive him. There's a couple words here that are important. Obliged and natural right. So the church, and this is the this is a catechism, it's not me, it's not my diary, right? This ain't Pope Francis. This is all the bishops getting together and like boom. The CDF, Congregation of Doctrine and Faith. This is what we believe as Catholics. That the migrant has a right. To immigrate. But obviously there's another side too, right? There's a balance. Which that's where the church always is. is in the balance, the tension between two extremes. So it goes on. Political authorities, for the sake of the common good for which they are responsible, may make the exercise of the right to immigrate subject to various juridical conditions. Okay? So right, basically that a, a government or a, a country has the, has the obligation to protect the common good and make, make their certain rules okay, of, of immigration. But, but then on the other side, there's this tension between the other side, which is the migrant, the immigrant, the refugee, especially their right to migrate. It seems like, and maybe this is what you've experienced. I know I look at the issue, I'm like, oh, my head's exploding. Because how do these two rights bash up against each other like two sumo wrestlers, you know? Like, that's how my mind works, by the way. I just got an insight. <laughs> how, do we, how do we ease this tension? What does it mean for Catholics? What direction do we move in? And so for direction, I give us a third principle of the church. Catholic social doctrine, it's a principle called the preferential option for the poor. And this is church teaching as well. That when it comes to all things being equal or, or when all these different things that seem to be contradicting each other or at least challenging each other principles, we always side with the poor. Because they're the most vulnerable. They're the ones that have less uh, buffer, if you will. Protection, family, Money and stability. We always side with the poor, with the refugee, and many, many cases with the immigrant. You know, I played college football. I played football at Notre Dame, Notre Dame Seminary. <laughs> and it was a flag football, okay? It's just. But I still get to say I played college football at Notre Dame, okay? And there was this play. You know what the option is? The option is like where the quarterback gets the ball and he could hand it off to the running back or he could pull it and he can run down the line. He could pitch it to someone else. It's called the option. 
Why change our play, the option play, when we were playing flag football to the preferential option for a touchdown? <laughs> you know, preferential option for the poor. Anyway, that's a really nerdy Catholic joke. Don't worry about it. And it really has nothing to do with this homily. Other than in a very intense moment, I wanted to make y'all laugh. So you receive what I'm saying better, right? Which is that we are obliged as Catholics to as much as we are possible, push the limits of our uncomfortability. Be uncomfortable. It's really comfortable to say, you know what? I don't want to worry about other people coming here. You might, it might risk something. We might get hurt. But Pope Francis said, I'd rather you get hurt in the streets than die of inculcation inside. Sick. Right? Push the limits, the preferential option for the poor. Now understand people can have different ideas of how that's practically lived out. Right? And as Catholics, we can hold those in good conscience. So we might disagree. Some people, Catholics, in fact, we will disagree. Different people on what the practicalities of this looks like. But there are some way, ways of responding. There are some ideas that aren't consistent with the gospel. And so I want us to examine our conscience. So ask yourself, how do I talk about immigrants? How do I talk about people who come here? Do I despise immigrants? Do I essentially desire, so ask yourself, be real with yourself here. Do I desire to receive and help immigrants if they are truly in need? Or do I speak poorly about them and say things like, you know, you better learn the language. You better learn the language. We speak English here. You know, I just came from Vashri. They're really sad they don't speak French anymore. You talk to, you talk to any elderly in Vashri, they're really upset. You know why they don't speak French anymore? I'm sure you know. Because they were forced not to. They were told not to by themselves, right? They were their own parents, their own grandparents. And they lost something. They lost something beautiful. How many of y'all speak Hungarian? Okay, nobody. <laughs> y'all can cook Hungarian, I know that. <laughs> Some of y'all. You, you get what I'm saying here? What's not consistent with the gospel is xenophobia, right? A, a fear and a, and a pushing back of that which is not familiar, especially that those who are outside, especially when they're in need of our charity. That's not consistent. And it's clear, the bishops are clear that as of right now, we are not acting as a country and our policies and our procedures are not in, in, in conformity with the common good especially of immigrants. So where we're going and where we're heading is not in the right direction according to our bishops. And I follow our bishops. And why is this important for us? Because as a church and as a country too, we will miss out what makes us so beautiful. If we just look all the same, we look boring. The best things the most beautiful things, the things I love about being an American was brought to us by immigrants. 
Raise your hand if you like Mardi Gras. Yeah! We love king cakes! You think a British person came up with that? I don't know. No, it's French and Spanish and... You like spaghetti? I like spaghetti. Thanks, Italians. You like St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You, you're drinking that green beer on St. Patrick's Day, aren't you? I love it, and that's my people. The Doyles, do you see what I'm saying? Like the fabric of our country is found, it's based on the beauty of different cultures. We cannot push it back. We need to receive it. The Catholic faith itself in our country is the gift of immigrant, faithful Catholics and priests who came here. The very founding of this church is about immigration. The hope of the Catholic Church in the United States, I believe, is the future is a Catholic Hispanic influence and aid and help. I do truly believe that. If we close off our hearts, we'll miss out on something so beautiful. I'll end with this quote from Isaiah. They shall bring all your brothers and sisters from all the nations. What, what are the people in the other nations? According to the word of God, according to scripture, what are all the people's brothers and sisters? They shall bring them from all the nations to Jerusalem. My holy mountain, says the Lord. They're all coming. Just as the Israelites bring their offerings, just like the Jews brought their offerings, all the nations are bringing in. Some of these I will take as priests and Levites. Not only are the nations, the Gentiles, welcomed and invited, they're made priests, they're made Levites. If God can welcome them to be priests, we can welcome them to be brothers and sisters. So what we're going to do is uh, first we're going to go around the world and talk about who's listening to the show. Awesome. Do you have any Antarctica yet? <clears throat> yeah, this one guy. Yeah, he's he's frozen now. <laughs> but he but he, he his iPod froze on listening to the quizzical paper, so it, it boosts our numbers. He should have just let it go. <laughs> I can't handle this. Okay, so uh, let, let's let's do this. We're gonna look at the locations of the last uh, five episodes. So look, Canada's growing, by the way, which I, I Canada is already big enough. Let's be real. Well, as a as a <laughs> surface area, yes, they have a lot of lakes. But no, as as listeners, um, I don't know who you are. Y'all go go to um, quizzicalpapist at gmail dot com and tell us who you are, so yeah, we can give we you a shout out. Who you are? You don't even have to become Let's a Patreon be friends um, because they've uh, out of the last five episodes, there's been like forty four listens. So um, it's like five or six people or something. Um, here's some some cities. Okay, <laughs> guess where the city is in? What state? Um, we have Yorktown Heights, North Dakota. Mm. North Dakota. Do you know it, or are you just? It sounds it? very North Dakota. Oh, Yorktown. Yorktown sounds like <sighs> something more New England, like Virginia. Nope, New York. Mm. Well, um, well, there's also that. <laughs> New, York. New York. Whoa, this is cool. Someone's listening in Kingston upon Thames. 
Wow. Like, like in England. The New, Thames? The Thames. Kingston wow. upon Thames. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what football team <laughs> club they uh, cheer for. Mm, uh, good question. Yeah. Email yeah. us and tell us. Quizzicalpapist yeah. at gmail.com. Okay, last one. Here we go. Uh, ooh, this is cool. Rancho Cucamanga. Ooh. Cuchamanga. Mexico? Question mm. mark? I would say New Mexico. I don't know. Oh, maybe. California. Oh, that makes sense too. So if you're listening, we love you. Thanks. Um, if you were one of these people who are shouted out, reach out to us and be like, I'm that person on the Thames yeah, and cool. I talk like this. It's cool. It would be surprising <laughs> if they talked like that. <laughs> I'm an expat. I'm we here are for oil. to New Orleans. I guess that's French. Never mind. That's true. I'm thinking of New Guinea. <laughs> Here's the reviews. Um, actually, it's time to go over our patrons. So these are people who join up on the um, on Patreon. If you want to support us, you can be on the show as people have been in the past. Um, you can also get some extra bonus material, get a, a, a sticker that Grace will finally get today. And uh, we had two new patrons join. Um, I have an email. It says, hey, Father Brad, uh, this is Trisha and Taylor Casey. Mm, shout out. Oh, shit. Elizabeth's mom and dad. Um, we've been wanting to join your support team for a while, but time kept going by. Don't know why it came through as Casey family because it just said Casey family. Um, so I guess I include Elizabeth in there, uh, mm. Liz. But actually, Liz became a supporter too. So both her parents and Liz are supporters. Um, thank you so much. They said they enjoy um, listening. And so we hope we make your commutes faithful and fun. That's great. They do. They sent me recently, my my roommates and me, a um, lovely loaf of chocolate chip banana bread. And the note said, tell vet- veteran Grace Krause that I left some banana bread for her. And it was very sweet. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Veteran Grace Krause. Um, also, Leslie Doyle. Shout out. $5 patron, which means <laughs> she's going to be on the show. Yay! Yes! That is going to be the best episode of the Quizzical Papers. The best one. Absolutely. So if you want to get a a patron shout out um, or just send us an email, you can do that. It's time for some reviews. We really like reviews because reviews is what uh, gets us in front of uh, different people on iTunes. The algorithm, I don't know how it works, but there's an algorithm. Um, And so just go rate us, but also give us a review, write something. And what I've said is write where the weirdest place you've listened to the Quizzical Papist has been. Has it been on the toilet? Oh my gosh. Not saying you need to tell us that. (laughs) I hope people can get weirder than that. That's too kind of like mainstream weird. Has it been in the cry room during mass? Don't do that. (laughs) I hope not. I hope not. Well, cry room not during mass would be kind of weird. That would be kind of weird. <laughs> just sitting by yourself. <laughs> Me and my thoughts in the cry room. And the quizzical papist. I'm, I'm crying. i got a popsicle for you. <laughs> oh, gosh. What? Edit that out. That's from Family Guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't edit much out. He doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, our, this is like the B-sides already. So. <laughs> yeah, no one's listening. Okay, so look... Uh, our, our first review, we got two reviews. Uh, first review is five stars, five estrellas. They say love it. And this is no name available. It doesn't say available. It just says no name avail. Um, I enjoy listening to Father Brad's podcast while driving. I love his fun style and the banter between him and his guests, which is y'all. Thank y'all for joining me. Hooray. Yay. They gave us five stars. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. And then number two is given to us by Under Pressure of the Eagle's Nest. Under pressure. Looking down on me. 
five estrellas. One of the best listens. That's cool. Father Brad brings great content. He and his guests are funny. His voice is very soothing to this weary soul. Can you sing some Barry White for us? I forgot who this was. I know who this is, but I forgot. But um, I, I think this might be um, T. Cook, Thomas Cook. Oh, he yeah. was my counselor when we were in high JC's. school. JC's. Yeah. No. Yeah, we were in high school and he was our counselor. Huh. Okay. You were a JC. Yeah. So were you. He was not sure. We were in the same cabin as me, you, Austin Ashcraft, and mm-hmm. some other people. Where so everything mm-hmm. started. <laughs> no, Gabriel Gabriel was my counselor. He was, uh, oh, he was the mountain biking counselor. That's what That's it is. Why. He wasn't your counselor. Okay. Thank you, T. Cook, or whoever you are. <laughs> the, the guy who it actually is is like, I am not, I am not this person. T. Cook. <laughs> this T. Cook. Okay, thank y'all for joining. We're going to shut this down. Thanks for joining. Uh, If you want to be a part of the crew, just look in the show notes, scroll down on the episode uh, show notes, and you can hit any of the links to the Facebook, to the Patreon, to the email. God bless you. Peace. Peace.